Hello everyone and welcome to a new and exciting episode of Cyber Profits. Cyber Profits, the podcast where we are prophesizing the future of technology. I am here once again with my brother from another mother and co-host Federico. Welcome everyone. Hopefully you're ready to learn new things to this time. What are we going to talk about today, Federico? About search engines powered by tools like ChatGPT or let's say BART or other new technologies that are getting integrated. Yes, we would like to discuss what's the state of art of these tools and especially in regards to Bing and Google in Chrome. What are these tools capable of right now? And of course, what is coming? What is going to be the future? So let's start. First of all, we would like to remind you about what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. When we first talked about ChatGPT, we also had a discussion about it, and we mentioned that Bing and Microsoft announced that there was going to be an agreement to use ChatGPT uh, in their search engine. And do you remember about that, Federico? Yeah. Yes. So I recently received an email that I could sign up to try this. And of course, I was immediately, uh, I immediately signed up for it. And let me just show you what I got. So this is what I got. Of course, I already signed up for the waiting list. And just like a small advertisement, my favorite search engine was already being even before this was announced. I have been using it for ages and I am even part of a rewards program they have. You can see here like I have like 15,000 points already because I have been using it for a long time. So when they announced that Bing was going to be revamped and that they were going to utilize something, some engine as AI or as ChatGPT on the background, I was really excited about it. I couldn't wait and I joined immediately the wait list. And of course, I recommend you to do the same if you want to try it. Now, they are reporting that we will be able to basically ask things in the same way that we do as in ChatGPT. So they give us some examples here. For instance, create a three course menu, help plan my special anniversary trip. What art ideas can I do with my kid? and so on, and so on, and so on. There are several examples that they are giving us right now. Federico, is there any in particular that you would like to see? Can you help me get fit? <laughs> That's a good question. Can you help me get fit? Let's try it on Bing. So this is how it is supposed to work in the future once it is already implemented. We're going to have like the same uh, search toolbox that we have. We're going to write or query in the same fashion that we do with ChatGPT right now. We're going to get some typical results from Bing from the search engine. But apart from that, we're going to get also 
some answer, some human-like response that is the one that is being generated by AI. And as you can see here, we have like plan me a workout for my arms and abs with no sit-ups and no gym equipment. It should take only 30 minutes. And we got the response. Sure, I can help you with that. Based on the web search results, here is a possible workout plan for your arms and abs that <laughs> basically complies with your requirements. And here, like warm up for five minutes, do three sets of 10 repetitions, etc., etc., etc. We have some crunches, side planks, bicycle crunches, etc. Now, I think that this is something very useful. However, as we are evaluating the current state of art, you can see here that there are some possibilities to continue. Thank you, that sounds like a good workout. Or can you show me how to do push-ups correctly? What are the benefits of doing crunches? Let's chat. Which one would you like, Federico? Let's go to the let's chat. Let's chat. Yeah. Chat mode is only available when you have access to the new being. Yes, that's as far as we can go right now. That is the state of art. So we're still waiting for the release of the new being. And of course, we are going to be notified as we are on the wait list, but we can access the new being faster or so they say. Basically, I think that this is just some advertisement in order to get more people to use Bing because well, one of one of the requirements of the Microsoft default is that you set up the Bing as your default uh, search engine, which as you may know, Bing does not have much of the market share right now. Much of it is belonging to Google. However, this might change. The implementation of AI in the background might change things. In response to that, Google announced some updates as well. Of course, they do not want to lose all of their market share, right? And I have some news here that we would like to share with you. And this was announced by no other than Sonder Pichai, the CEO of Google and Alphabet. So this announcement is coming from the top of the top. And they are introducing this new technology called BART. What is BART? Basically, it is like, let's say, the Google version of ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, they are trying to replicate what ChatGPT is able to do right now, what Bing will be able to do uh, very shortly. And you can see here, there's a, some example which is basically showing a similar functionality as the one that we have with ChatGPT and as the one that we just saw in Bing. Now, this is some very serious response from Google. They are actually aiming to integrate AI in their search engine, and they are trying to keep up in the game of the search engine. So this is the current state of art. And now let's discuss it a little bit, Federico. So first of all, Federico, what are your thoughts on these two new tools that we're going to have? I will say that the new solution from Microsoft is an interesting business case because they are, let's say, moving ChatGPT to the next level because 
ChatGPT has a limit of 2021. Well, mm -hmm. the will be a com uh, let's say a combination. You will be able to combine it, and you will get like faster results. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if it will be able to provide you like code generation, like what it, what ChatGPT does. GPT does. Mm -hmm. because all that is bigger and takes more space. I would be impressed it can give you that kind of answers. Google from the other side, from what I noticed, they made a huge mistake when they were speaking even in that ad, in yeah. the, the live presentation. Also, uh, we cannot check what they are really testing, which is only we see only videos and images. Well, in the Microsoft, of course, we had not the best examples, but something is there. While in the other, it's more like, well, I can create the same video in a with shortcut or another website, and what proves me that what you are doing is is true, even if it comes from the top dog. I feel mm -hmm. more, it was more like a defensive reaction more than something that was expected. Yeah, so so what do you think? What was the mistake that Google made on this announcement? That they said that the, when they asked the question about the, the space station, they said that the NASA had done the discovery of the exoplanets, but it was done by the European Space Station, not by the NASA. Also, it was something factual. It was yeah, not... it was a factual mistake. Of course, oh. ChatGPT makes mistakes, but yeah. the difference is you cannot make that advertisement in the middle of your keynote speech because that's Ooh. a huge mistake yeah that's that's something big that's something big and yeah. they, I'm, I'm impressed that they didn't even check it and it was found hours before the presentation oh okay yeah that that's uh that's something big yeah of course like as you said like uh ChatGPT also commits some mistakes but sometimes like it is factually correct and now that, that we are in this topic i would like to present you with something that uh, microsoft says and let me share my screen once more so here is bing's response re regarding the accuracy of the factualness of their responses are Bing's AI-generated responses always factual? Bing aims to base all its responses on reliable sources, but AI can make mistakes. And third-party content on the internet may not always be accurate or reliable. Bing will sometimes misrepresent the information it finds, and you may see responses that sound convincing but are incomplete, inaccurate, or inappropriate. At the end of the day, you have to use your own judgment and double check the facts before making decisions. So this is this is in line with what you are mentioning, Federico. Yeah, they can make mistakes, but the difference is you shouldn't do a keynote speech without verifying what you're showing. <laughs> okay, yeah, you are right. Like during a presentation, that is something basically unforgivable. Yeah. Now, Federico, do you think that this Okay, we saw the incredible evolution of ChatGPT. It is already the application that reached 1 million users in the shortest time in history. It took about five days, in, if I'm not mistaken. Considering ChatGPT's popularity, do you think that the 
popularity of Bing or the market share of Bing will also increase? I think it can increase, but at the same time, I am I have a bigger concern of this technology. And yes. is that we're gonna see more websites with paywalls. More websites like what? Using paywalls. Because okay. if in the in the past there were already complaints by the French government or for the French newspapers that they didn't they wanted to get money from from show your information in their news and these things. This thing is already giving you answers without you ever visiting their websites. Mm -hmm. The likelihood that you will need to start paying more for anything that you're doing is going to be higher. Or mm -hmm. more governments are going to start suing Microsoft and Google because no one is going to visit the newspapers or any website that where you're getting the information. I, yeah. I do believe that this technology can probably do more harm than good even in the short term because of but this then the question the question is whether uh whether bing will have access to this right because um several newspapers as you have mentioned have already a paywall yep. so i think that search engines do not have access yeah already but, but what is going to happen is that more websites are going to go into that direction. So in the end, the tool might become useless sooner than later. So I'm not so sure that if Microsoft doesn't have an agenda in how to reward these people that create that content, I don't think that the data will be accurate or it will become dumb, dumb, dumb year over year or even month over month. And the only data that you will get are the people who get only free access. So if you only have access to, let's say, bad information, you will produce bad AI. Yes, definitely. And that's why I think that I'm not sure if this solution, this, this, this application is a good application. It sounds great for the final user, but for the people that generate content, it's a very bad solution. Hmm, interesting. So <clears throat> the question will be now like for for instance, for us as uh, content creators, how how we will attract people in order to make them access our website, right? And I don't think like paywalls are a feasible solution, since well, yeah, we already pay a lot of things when, but we don't need to pay for yet another website, right? So the question will be maybe more about like the creativity, like how will business or content creators overcome this issue of not getting like enough traffic to their websites. I'm sure that this will impact the, the traffic and yeah. because if right now there are newspapers that are very reluctant to that you if you don't pay you don't access to my data and with this thing in mind that the that this application can get the information from you without ever paying you anything it's very likely that they will be more reluctant to even share anything. Only if you're like a very small, let's say, new, new user, you might be likely to share it for free just to get traffic. But that means that you will be access to most likely wrong information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just to summarize, let's say 
we can see two difficulties with the implementation of an AI-powered search engine. The first one is that websites will get, li very likely will get less traffic since like the search engine will be able to answer immediately uh, to their questions. And second, that the content that will be generated by this tool might be very affected by the kind of input that they have. So the, the how factual, how accurate will this information be will depend on a large scale on the kind of resources that they have at their disposition, right? We have two big issues right now. Yeah. Do you see any benefits on the other side? In theory, the, the, the greatest the greatest winner in this are the normal users. If they if they have access to the information, you will have access. You will be able to get faster results for your questions on the internet mm -hmm. because that's the main goal that the companies want that that you engage into their applications. But the main challenge that I see is always the same that people will be less likely open that to share you the data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the solution looks great from the user perspective. And I yes. will say that the most people don't try to think in how this will impact your results and how this will reduce the access to your information. So mm. this is what I think people don't realize that there are already newspapers in France who have sued Google. The same happening in Spain, the same has happening in different countries. They have sued them because they access their information without they ever getting in any data. And if this happened already, when Google was not answering you directly the question, I don't imagine this one that even give you like a full workout. If I'm a personal trainer and you are providing the answers to my potential clients, why would I ever tell you how to do that? Mm -hmm. So I think that this can, if, if Microsoft or Google do not think in how to already start paying to these people, even if a couple of cents for every answer that they create, more likely this will impact us very badly, all of us in the next 10 years. So we have years, now say five years. Hmm. So we have now one big prophecy one of the potential risks that we can see with this technology is that more data will become private since yeah the the websites will not have traffic therefore will not have earnings and this is not beneficial for the business so the there's a big likelihood that the data becomes uh, private privatization that's a big word that's a big topic yeah we're going we're coming back like 20 years backwards yeah, and that's what people I don't think don't, they don't realize. It's not that I, I have anything against the search engines. It's just that well, if I get nothing from this, why will I even do it? I get nothing and I, I need to pay the new the journalist. And I thought, yeah, but ChatGPT can create you the article. Yeah, but who is going to go to the war zones? Who is going to go to Turkey? Who is going to go here and collect this data? ChatGPT is still not capable of traveling to Turkey and speak with the people living there. True. Yeah. 
Yeah, they need they need actually the, the facts, what is happening. And yeah, as we mentioned in our previous videos, uh, ChatGPT is very useful for data that already exists, but uh, not for data that is being created for something new for innovation, let's call it. And now, Federico, I would like to focus on the big competition, Bing and Google. What it, so tell me, which uh, search engine do you normally use? Google. Google Chrome. So we, well, we are Google. here against each other, Federico. <laughs> so tell me, like, why why do you use Google? Why do you, you don't use Bing so far? I I. I used Bing in the past for like perhaps the last year for like three to six months. Unfortunately, I got poor answers to my questions mm -hmm. and I had to like check perhaps something in the second or third page just to get an answer. While in Google, I rarely ever go to the second or third page to verify information. I tend to get the data perhaps in the first or second question, even about programming questions. Mm -hmm. while, in Google, while in Bing, I rarely ever get them. And I understand there are other search engines, like if you want to go to DuckDuckGo, which will be safer and more protective. But at the same time, because they spy you less, more likely you will get wrong information. And uh, coming back to my question uh, over the competition, do you think that there's a possibility that Bing will become bigger than Google, than uh, the search engine, or that they will at some point put Google into a, into a check, like in chess, you know, that they will, how to say, it, that they will have to innovate more and more in order just to catch up with the current trends and with what's happening. Because for me, this AI update about BART, it is not like ChatGPT that we have been hearing about it like for one month, two months already. This part was something totally out of the blue for me. I don't know. Maybe you have heard about it even before. No, no it was a reactive answer. Exactly. That's what I mean. It was a reactive answer. It's like, okay, we will not be left behind. We are also still in the game, right? That's the way I felt it. And... When you do things like that, you are very prone to errors. Is what you what you just said that they commit a big mistake during the keynote speech. So, do you think that this will put on some pressure on Google? The 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 situation will the the real winner will be the one who pays the the companies. Mm -hmm. This is the one that is going to win. If Google or Microsoft decide that I'm not going to pay you and I'm going to generate the answer based on your data, both of them are going to be losers. Because in the beginning, Microsoft will be able, let's say, to catch up and to earn some of the of quick, let's say, quick curiosity by the people. But as soon as the companies or the, let's say, the content generators start setting more ad blocks and paywalls and anything that is blocking you to access their data, then you will come back to your old trends. You will return to Google because it's like, if I can get dumber answers using even the ChatGPT solution, you will just come back to your old trend. But if Microsoft 
already thinks, okay, we're going to reward companies for generating this data based on you, then they are going to win the game. But it's up to that decision. If if they don't if they don't plan to to pay, and they will react like in the last minute, like when Google started to be sued by the European Union and by France and by these companies, and they were very reluctant to do any payments to the to the news companies, then they are going to lose in the end. Because what people will do is that okay. This this chat chat is very dumb. It's giving terrible answers. I'm just gonna go to my old practices, and since Google by default gives you better results, I will just back to the place that I know it works. Mm -hmm. Even if it sounds fancy, cool, but if you don't pay, this is what is gonna happen. If Microsoft starts thinking in the strategy, I'm not gonna go share a link. It's like if I generate the data based on your website and based on your data, and I'm gonna give you a couple of cents by every query is generated. Then it's more likely that they are going to win the game. So yes, the prophecy is that the winner of the game will be either Bing or Google. It will be the one who finds a way to overcome the potential risk of privatization of the data, either by payment or I don't know. There might be other some other solutions, some other agreements. Or we will see and we will wait to hear more about these innovative solutions. And before we finalize this episode, Federico, I would like to ask you one question. Are you planning to switch to Bing now? No. <laughs> and why not? Are you waiting for Bart? I'm waiting to see that, that this is not going to impact us worse. And I'm, I'm in favor of trying to keep the internet as it is and I would lie and I'm more scared that this joining into this trend will damage what we have access to it. This is very interesting coming from you Federico who is who you are normally a visionary an innovator so this is very interesting that you are trying to keep the status quo of the internet. It's not, it's not that I'm trying to keep the status quo I'm in favor of using new tools I'm in the waitlist I will test it but I'm more concerned that this action without paying is going to have bigger impacts because, as I already said, there are precedents. Australia, the European Union, the USA, multiple organizations have already sued Google because of accessing their data in the newspapers. And mm -hmm. some of the governments have already forced Google to pay for using their links. Hmm. This, is not a, this is not a new case. This already has been happening for the last decade. Mm -hmm. And if right now this is implemented, this is going to have a wider and bigger impact. It's, so, it, it sounds it sounds cool from the from the from the final user, and I really wish that I don't need to access other websites and the ChatGPT generates me the data. But did you know that there is already a pay search engine created by a former Google employees? Did you know about it? How is this search engine called? I don't remember it right now, but there is already one because it's new. And the main idea is that you pay a monthly fee to access it. Okay. Give me a second so we can search. Neva is no tracking, no bias. Search corporate for influence. And when you access, it tells you plans. And it tells you that you can pay 417 four euros per month. Mm -hmm. And it will give you access to private search plus track tracker blocking, unlimited ad-free search. Unlimited search across personal accounts, unlimited number of devices, same account, premium manager, VPN, and monthly price. 
and you have a monthly and an increased price that is a premium monthly price for five ninety nine. Mm -hmm. And this was created by a former Google employees. This is the perfect example that there are people going into that direction already. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. And just to clarify, Federico, so what did Google do in these cases where uh, they were they were sued by the government? In the beginning, they were quite reluctant to and pretended, and they they removed them from their news news list. Mm -hmm. But they took several years until in the end, well, they needed access to the data and they had to reach agreements with the newspapers and the organizations and they had to pay. And some countries, I'm not sure if it's Australia, the one that forced them, it has no option. Hmm. Very interesting solution. So they had to pay in the end. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's not that I want to retain the status quo. The thing is that the main objective of access to the Internet is that people should be free to access to the data. I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have access to everything for free, but I'm, my biggest concern is that this action will push more and more websites into going to this paywall. So the content creators are going to be badly impacted. You will have less innovation. You, you say, yeah, but I'm the visionary. Yeah, as the visionary is the person who sees innovation, the less access to, to free information, or let's say not necessarily freely accessible information is more likely you will have less innovation because you will have less information. Yeah. It's like if you want to have access to scientific papers, you must pay. But if you don't pay, then you'll have access to data. And then you will have more copyrights, more trademarks, more things that are going to be that are going to limit innovation. In the beginning, it seems that, oh, this is a very shiny thing and it's going to improve innovation. It's the opposite in the most likely scenario because you will have less access to information and you will need to take, pay 10, 15, 30, 40 subscriptions because I am more of a person that likes to pay for what he needs. If I had to pay for one article for one euro, I'm okay. But if I need to pay $4.99 for access to one newspaper, $14.99 for the other one, $15.99 for other one. So in the end, I'm going to pay hundreds of dollars for this. In the end, I'm not going to open to any of these services. Then I'm going to become dumber because I will have access to less data. I'm going to have access to less books. I'm going to have access to less information. And the most, the most likely scenario is that we're going to have less innovation, not more innovation. Wow. I, I think, Federico, that this discussion has been very fruitful. There were two prophecies derived from this discussion. The very first one is that there's a potential risk of seeing more privatization of the data because the websites, of course, want want you to access their their website and have some traffic. But if there's like a single source of truth, if there's like a single source of information as Bing or as ChatGPT, then they don't really need to go to your website. So why bother, right? Mm -hmm. Then they might start uh, putting paywalls or in some in some way, restricting the access to their information. The second prophecy is that the winner of the game, either be it Bing or Google, 
will be the one that is able to somehow overcome the potential risk of privatization of the data. So on that note, I think we can end this episode and thank you very much for listening to us. We are Cyber Prophets prophesizing the future of technology. Don't forget to subscribe, watch our other videos where we have also Ask ChatGPT how to create a tic-tac-toe. We went through, well, a lot of uh, things that we can do right now with AI since code generation with GitHub Copilot, ChatGPT, the current capabilities, how to generate music, how to generate uh, images using AI. Check them out and don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you again next week for another innovative and disruptive news about technology. Bye-bye.